Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. I met someone on the street in Tel Aviv, on the coastal plains of Israel, and In that space, we were discussing uh, an important topic. He was a gentleman of high 80s, and I'm an amateur in comparison to his life experience. And we got to talking, and I made a judgment case. I told him that the He was from Amsterdam, and I told him that it's clear that there's a sense of immorality in Amsterdam based on the prostitution window shopping that's readily available in Amsterdam. And it's commercialized, and it's asking for every tourist to indulge in sexual affairs that don't lead to futuristic love, a lust of sorts, and more than just, there is a sense in prostitution that you could find to be holy, that is the the creative expression, you know, of the moment, but it's clearly not what standard people are indulging and when they indulge in prostitution it's usually a feeling of a need similar to heroin and that endless bottomless pit of which some beautiful woman can attempt to solve and that brings degradation because it's just another hole being filled only that humans are being used and that process so he began to tell me a sort of classic speech of the 21st century and I say that because our beliefs are based on now and we haven't believed what we have believed now in the previous generations and we will not believe what we believe now in the future generations we must recognize that we are a product of, of belief systems that fade, come and fade. So we got to talking, and I made the judgment. And then he says, don't judge. You don't know what they've been through. Don't judge. He wasn't protecting Amsterdam although I sensed he was as well, but he was protecting the the young women who are making a career of themselves. Don't judge. You're not in their shoes, right? And at face value, this is a wonderful idea, right? Grab it. Don't judge. Let's, let's let go of our critical human judgment on each other. Let's bring love to the world instead of hate, right? So... We began a a discourse of many areas, many topics, 
a wonderful conversation. And, you know, it resonates in my mind, the, the argument that's just so continuous of don't judge. So let's, let's dissect, if you may, if you allow us to dissect our beliefs and not just assume that they're good, inherently good forever and ever. So let's dissect. Don't judge. Let's take the prostitution in Amsterdam. Don't judge. You don't know what they've been through, right? They could be raising children, a single mom. This is an able uh, living, right? It pays the bills and so on. Bring compassion instead of judgment and critical animosity. What what are we what are we looking for in this argument? Don't judge. We can't just isolate and say it's it's an ideal in itself, right? There's a meta. There's a bigger ideal than just don't judge. There's something greater than the the notion not to judge others. And when you study it deeply, you'll find that the non-judgment the craving of non-judgment on others and on ourselves and the craving of love and so on is the unification. It's unity. It's the craving of unity and it leads to the fabrics of our nature. We are, we are individuals, yet we are deeply integrated within everything that we surround ourselves with. To the point when you name something, it becomes connected to you. When you see something, it's, it's your interpretation that matters, not itself. And there's a deep integration with ourselves and the world and with society. So unification is, is at the fabrics of our DNA and the world that we, we live in will always have a sort of value of unification and unity. Is unity the highest value? Should I unify with a murderer? Should I unify with a pedophile? I could find deep reasonings to unify with every abhorrent human on this planet now not let's let's go deeper let's analyze further there's levels of unification right there's a unification of a friend and there's a unification of an intimate partner and a spouse should i unify with a murderer in an intimate level where we're we're experiencing the oneness of each other How fast will I become a murderer in that unification? Wouldn't take long, would it? So we know that unity is can't not be the ideal character trait and the ideal value of human beings. Let's take parents and children. Should I unify with my children? 
become one with them? What would that give them? Don't children want to be their own people? Don't human beings want to be their own people? Wouldn't that cram their their living quarters? Wouldn't that cram their landscape of of society and their selves? It wouldn't be a form of love, it would be a form of hate. So unity can bring hate and could bring resentment. Sometimes unity is saying Sometimes uh, a better value would be go go out, and I believe that you can be a a, a successful person in in the world, and and break wind in whatever you do. How about that for a change? That's not unity. That's actually the opposite of unity. I'm calling for deep separation. So. We're establishing now that unity cannot and will not be the highest value if we are looking to be the best overall people. If we're not looking to be the best overall people, then maybe take unity and just stick with that. So don't judge is a value based on the unification. So, the prostitute in Amsterdam, should I unify with them and not judge them? Should I become one with them and literally, as this man has said, put my feet in their shoes? Or I can't even imagine what it would be like to put my feet in their shoes. Meaning, it's so crazy of a story that... I would for sure fall down the lines of prostitution if I would be in their situation. Am I advocating for prostitution in certain situations in my own life? Right? I'm allowing others, allowing in my in my judgment, in my awareness of others, I'm allowing there, there to be a time where prostitution is is good. So then there's going to be a time in my life where prostitution could be good. Who's to decide when? Maybe if I need an extra million dollars, that's the line of work I should choose. Where's the line between others and myself? Who draw it and... Who can differentiate between themselves and others and their and their critical judgments? If we're not going to judge them, then we're not always then we're not going to judge ourselves automatically because there's no place that I could call me versus them. And in fact, if I was going to spend my life building that line between me versus them in order not to judge, in order to unify, then I am creating the biggest separation of me and society in order to bring unification that sounds hippocratic in the least so what what would be the the moral what would be the best approach to the 
to the experience of the prostitution in Amsterdam that would lead me to the best life possible. Now, if we're not looking at me, we're not looking at my own life, and rather it's a collective life, then I'm, I'm, I'm already at the notion of, of destroying every, any sense of self in order to integrate with another. Now, who's the one that's integrating with another? Is it not myself? So I'm going to destroy myself and to integrate with another, but there's no one there to show up to integrate with another because it's already been destroyed in order to integrate. So that's, that's a bad claim. So that's that's one discussion. Now let's let's take the discussion a little bit higher because I don't want to be isolated in Amsterdam. I don't want people to get stuck in in the in the glue of the specifics. Let's let's get a little bit more general and I will allow you to to let it see through to the specifics how you see fit. What is unification and how? where does it play a proper role and an improper role? So obviously it's something that's complex and we can't stand on one foot and explain it. And no one should be able to fully explain it because the lines should be blurred. It's one of those areas that should remain a question. But it's important to have some sort of analysis to conduct ourselves. There's the notion of unity, so obviously there's going to be the notion of separation. There's the individual and there's the communal. There's the individual and another individual. Everybody hopefully would agree with that. There's the individual and the communal. There's the unity and there's the separation. If unity is the most important thing, then there's no individual separation that matters and therefore, there's no unity because there's no parts to become unified. So by definition, a unification is separate parts that choose to come together. And the less choice of the parts to come together with the unity, with the unification, the less of a unity it will be because there's no, it's just an entity rather than a unity. The name unity comes from the parts, not from the entity. So if if it's not autonomous individuals coming together in choice in a unification, then it's not unity, but rather an entity. Once we're clarifying that, when you are an individual, when you are in the experience of separation, how much sh shall you unify? Shall you never unify? Let's go to the other extreme. Shall we deeply isolate from society and from others? That would be terrible. We're, we're deeply dependent on others. It's, it's almost uh, a sense of self-righteousness that we can manage on our own and we cannot. We would, we would literally go insane if we, we didn't have the company of people for an extended period of time. We, we will not be able to function without others. So unity is definitely a necessity, not just a value.
So let's set the line like this. The unity should be when it's never at the cost of the experience of the self in its own domain. Meaning if there's there starts to be a lack of ordinimity in the individual when attaching to the unification, that's the red flag of of a border being crossed and a sort of destruction of the world. We as beings are immense, complex creatures. And the more we study, the more we're baffled by its complexity. It's just endless within. We don't want to let go of any of those any of that color and that grandeur of, of being for the hopeless pursuit of a unification. In fact, we want to be somewhat isolated from everyone in that regard where we're never, we're never diminished in our own light, in our own being. But at the same time, our beings are made up of others. Our society is deeply affecting us. The conversations we're having right now are based on the society that deemed these conversations to be worthwhile discussions. And if we would go back a thousand years, this discussion would be irrelevant to most of humanity. Maybe it would be. I hope it would. But chances are it wouldn't because they had different discussions and they were grappling with different questions. And they had different answers and different conclusions. So, when we choose to unify, it's within the recognition that we're never going to get that full unification. I'm calling for the hate of a utopian end. Because it will darken your current situation, right? If you know that there is Candyland at the end of this road, then this road is not as colorful because you know that there's something more colorful at the end. So just by having a utopian vision will diminish your experience as of now and in fact it will make you resent your being and, and the now because of the immense future that's being withheld from you or a self-hatredness of you withholding yourself from that utopian version or vision so unification can easily be translated in a utopian purview where the where that all the parts are deeply intertwined and everybody's just seeing each other's soul and everything's a divine spirit and we're all coming back to God. Right? So there's there's that utopianness that may grab our attention, but we we need to push that aside if we want to experience the now fully. And because the now can be expanded 
infinitely. By default, our utopian vision ruins our actual experience of utopia. Because our experience of ourselves and, and society are endless, because of that experience that's possible, just by having the vision of a utopia future destroys any notion of ever getting that experience of a utopia now. So when you're seeking to unify and you believe that the only way is a full unification, you are, you are by default creating deep a deep misharmony of your current current environment and there'll be resentment with everything because of everybody who's destroying that the possible unification every time you see hate oh that's a destruction of possible unification so when you have but let's let's balance that with the other extreme right the isolation where Okay, so you're arguing that the being is all that's necessary and it could be expanded infinitely. Or we have no knowledge of its end. So why, so why ever waste our time in unification? Why ever seek that ethos of a dance with each other and even the music that creates the harmony between one individual and another why ever try to see other people as the human experience that you have in yourself and that deep integration of one with another well because we have to admit that we are part of a whole right that the hospital's not running the sick are not taken care of the schools are not running the children are not educated. If the family unit is not running, society crumbles. If these things fall apart, we fall apart. We are destroyed. We are not educated. We are not healed. And we are not in a position of feeling validated and loved for our existence in a decrepit family unit. So there must be a balance. And so where is that balance between not avoid, avoiding unification versus overly utopian sort of unification? And it's, it's fairly simple in a certain sense, although very complex in its more profound levels. It's unifying with the knowledge that there's an end. I'm going to unify, but I know that it's not going to end. I know that it is going to end, and it's not forever. And I'm going to unify with a certain border in mind that it goes here and it doesn't go further. I can't have more than this. It's too much. I have myself to tend to and to experience. 
and for the one who needs to be convinced to unify well you're definitely going to want society at your lowest hour so unify in, in the neutral hour or your highest hour and I hope I don't need to argue for being grateful because without gratitude without true gratitude to the most giving humans to yourself to your being and in fact the divine as well without gratitude we we don't get to experience our beings properly without gratitude we're we're not just missing the the thank you the mannerly thank you we're we're also missing the the recipient of that thank you, which is us. So if we're not gracious, we don't have gratitude towards our parents, then we lack an experience of being because there's a sense. If I'm not thankful for my existence, then I must hate my existence. I must hate myself. And I must seek to destroy everything that's good and colorful in my in my life and I will come barreling down in my highest hour to destroy all the good within me because I can't find it within my heart to attribute my existence to another to deep self-hatred in that let's not deviate from uni unity to gratitude so the the balance is to unify but know that we can't we can't enter that utopian unification and we're going to be tempted in a good experience of unification we're going to be tempted like we're just in this great group together and we're just to, we're, we're 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 speaking each other's minds and opening each other's hearts why not go on the street and do this why not well, What's wrong with the world? They just walk and they do and they, they're, they're so isolated and everybody hates each other. There's this critical demand on an entire society to, to just be as unified as your experience at the moment. And that's deeply wrong because they understand something you don't. We can't be unified. There's evil and there's good. We don't want a unification of evil and good. Because then one will surpass the other, and it's usually evil or good. And if everything is evil, then life just becomes a complete darkness, an eventual annihilation. But definitely experience of darkness first. And who wants to live in darkness? I hope you not. And if you do, that's... We must have that discussion. I hope to to bring you a little bit out of that fall into darkness. Right, so you're unifying. You're you're recognizing that there's a limit. And you need this unification too, because 
we need those times of, of, of getting together culturally, communally, nationally, not for the sake of discourse, not for the sake of an agenda, not for the sake of an ideal, but for the sake of an experience of unification. We need to be in that experience. We can't even describe it. We need to tell ourselves we are one. And then at that moment when we're tempted to say we are always one and we're going to be one and the Messiah is coming and everything's going to be perfect, we must tell ourselves, no, we are not one. Because amongst this one, there's evildoers. Amongst this one, there's people that will hamper my light and even if there's just righteous all around you, you will lose your righteousness just by unifying with other righteousness. It might be righteous because you'll receive their light, but it won't be your light and it will just lack. It will lack that little bit of, of truth that will keep you in a deep vitality of, of life and direction. So in conclusion, you have the unification, you have the separation, the avoidance of the utopian unification, the abhorrible verses of our Western belief system of don't judge. What a terrible idea you should definitely judge but judge well and wisely and carefully without bias judge but judge with tenderly care to truth despite race and sex and so on judge well judge fairly judge righteously don't take a bribe of some sort of biasness or deception and learn from that judgment and I will leave you off with a story there was a a rooftop in a mall Tel Aviv and one part of the rooftop is like this fancy gym with a pool right you have a mid, midst of a massive city you know you have a rooftop pool for the elite let's say it's closed in you know there's a security guard then there's this vegetation area of just growing all sorts of plants and bushes and trees even on the rooftop and there's this corner of, of benches and sort of the the goths the the youths you know, with the dark colored clothes and the confused sexualities or the exploration of sexuality. You know, the misfits, but not doing much harm to anybody. Just wanting to, I guess, not be judged. And that's different, by the way. The wanting not to be judged is a self-conscious experience that needs to be tended to. But in our experience, we need to judge because we need to know right from wrong.
but in in the individual care of another we can we can highlight certain areas that are that are greater than the crime or we can find that the judgment is righteous right let's let's take them for example they're exploring their sexuality do I have a judgment against that? I think it's important to explore sexuality. I've seen re sexual repression. That does no good. They hate their life. I think we all hate our lives. I think it's evil if we live by that. They dress with interesting clothes. Creativity, I've... I think that's a plus. Maybe they want some deep nihilistic behavior at the end. That's evil. But I think they are asking the world to answer that question for them. Are they not wearing black? Are they not telling the world? I'm wearing black. I'm in mourning. Answer me the question. So yes, the question if they're ready to live by it, to live by nihilistic behavior, that's evil beyond. But we can definitely have a discourse to answer why it's not all black, why there is color. And I think we could answer it to ourselves when we're feeling black. Anyway, um, the security guard was sort of like a father figure and whenever, you know, other youths that are not in that struggling arena would come and just bounce basketballs and, and curse at the world and themselves. Definitely we're not caring for the aura of the environment. They were loud. The security guard would kick them out and then eventually... Uh, one of the groups that was kicked out came back again, and for that, the security guard, that was enough. So he decided to take them into the security office. So he, he brings them into, towards the elevator, and they're waiting at the elevator, fighting with the security guard. No, you can't take him, and so on. And the security guard saying, I have to follow rules. He did something wrong, and so on. Whatever the arguments were. And... I get into the elevator and then I see a father and a son. And as we're going down the elevator, you know, the father and son walked in the elevator with me and they experienced that, that scene. The father bent over to the son and gave him a deep analysis of the situation. Explained to him the basketball. Explained to him the loudness, the security guard. Explained him to the rights and wrongs of each side. We're talking about a six, seven, eight-year-old maybe. Could be the child asked the father what was happening. Could be he wasn't even asking. But everybody's asking when they see a situation. We're always asking. There's not many people who are telling. So the father gives him that a description. I walked away from that. And I understood that this child is going to be, be a full human being just by that encounter. 
because the father answered the child where the child needed the answer most. He gave him the, the judgment of that situation. Instead of the child assuming childlike judgments of lacking, lacking intellectual availability, and you know, he's a child, he has a child's mind. He got the father to intervene, and the father gave him a clear and good judgment of the size and the situation. And now the child understands right from wrong, good from evil. And he will use that in the future, and the father will do it again. And he will navigate this world with, with, with something that many of us won't navigate, because many of us don't have those fathers, and many of us are not those fathers. To be that father... Judge, but judge well and describe it. And for those who are accused of bias, get rid of the bias so that there is no sense of accusation to be filtered from your lips, to be extracted from the bites of your sound and your video. So judge, but judge well. Unify, but don't. Utopian, that unification. Don't isolate because you need the world. You live in this balance, you will be successful. You don't, you will You will be stuck in something. You won't know what. You will find resentment on the, the parts that are not you. The people that are not doing as you found life to be. And I've been to deep unification experiences and they're they're compelling and they grab you and you want to just stay there but when you're tempted to stay there get out because that's not where you thrive best and i think we could say that we all want you to thrive best thanks for listening and if you would like to see the video version of this check out my channel on youtube